You're listening to Work From Home, a Lower Street podcast where we help you stay connected, productive and sane whilst working remotely. If working from home is going to be a permanent theme in the future of work generally, then what should we be doing about it? We have an article here on npr.org by Yuri Berliner and he's talking about how we should all grab the most comfortable chair that we can because working from home is going to be a permanent aspect of our lives going forward. And the headline points of this article are that offices are expensive. (laughs) I think we've touched on this before. We have indeed. But the thing that really caught my eye when it comes to the money is, and this is in dollars because it's a US focused article, but it says that a typical employer can save about $11,000 per year for every person who works remotely if they're only working remotely half the time. So that's not even kicking them out altogether. Yeah, it's staggering, isn't it? Like you mentioned, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think we're starting to see now that the the sort of dust has settled on the pandemic and now that companies have really had a good three months or so to to test out this new remote working environment it's it's becoming clear that it's not going anywhere i mean we felt really confident it wasn't going anywhere anyway but it's just becoming more and more apparent that that's not going to change and that yeah these physical workspaces just aren't necessary i think some people just are more productive from home some people prefer that flexibility and and i think there's definitely a place for some sort of middle ground where they there is some workspace available but it's optional to go to it and so if you don't have the whole workforce in the office at one time then you don't need such an enormous footprint as some of these traditional companies and it kind of touches on Morgan Stanley as as one that has 90% of the 60,000 employees at investment bank Morgan Stanley have been working remotely during the pandemic which is huge 60,000 employees is absolutely enormous and if they if even a, a percentage of those 60,000 employees don't return once lockdown kind of comes to an end, then they can save just a huge amount in their in their footprint um, and office spaces, which is really interesting. Yeah, it's, it is interesting seeing it apply more and more to larger companies now. You know, when I imagine Morgan Stanley, there's a big glass-clad skyscraper somewhere downtown in a big city somewhere. You know, so the amount of money that they'd be saving would be not that they need me to tell them that. But. <laughs> well, I don't 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 put yourself down, Alex. You should give them a shout. So I've got some great advice for you. You should listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There's another example here from a company called Nationwide, which is an insurance provider in the US, not the bank here in the UK. Their CEO, Kurt Walker, said that when they made the decision to go remote. He said he received hundreds of emails and cards and letters and phone calls of people saying, thank you for doing this. So as far as he's concerned, it's been a success. Yeah. So I'm interested. I wonder, you listening, how you've enjoyed working remotely. Are you enjoying the shift to remote work? Are you happier as a result? Do you hope that like Morgan Stanley, you'll be told that you don't have to come back to the office i'm really interested to know what everyone else is feeling because it could be that that you're you're listening to this and going oh i can't wait for them to ease lockdown so i can go back to the office and hang out with my colleagues or be more productive or whatever so i'd love to love to know kind of how you're feeling about it and on that point of people wanting to get back into the office one of the final bits of the article is talking about how there is that danger of disappearing into the woodwork 
a bit. And one of the quotes they have here is from a professor at the University of California who specializes in distance learning, saying that the most difficult thing for people to deal with when they're working remotely or from a long distance away is the silence and that it is more difficult to just have those day-to-day conversations with people and that everybody needs to be making this concerted extra effort to kind of be visible. Yeah, totally. And that's, again, something we've, we've, we've covered in, in the show as well is, is making sure that you, you are still connected and you are still um, communicating when you're flying solo as it were. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, for one, absolutely love the, love the silence that comes from working. For, well, I used to love the silence before I had a one-year-old. I used to love the silence that comes from working from home. Definitely helps me to be more productive. So, but I, I, yeah, can I, I can absolutely understand it's important to, to point out for some people. And there's also a story here about a guy called Raul, Raul Mestri, who is a mortgage underwriter in Miami in Florida. And he was offered a position working from home all the way back in 2016. And he said before that, he'd spent 20 years you know, in a corporate environment in the office. And the interesting thing he says is that there is that trade-off of not being there and being able to talk to people but that for him personally, that's a trade-off he's happy to make yeah, right? so that he doesn't have to go into the office. Screw my colleagues. I don't, I don't need these people anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I guess that's the important point, isn't it? For some people, that just isn't, that isn't the case. You know, they really will miss their colleagues. They really will miss that interaction. And we can't all be old curmudgeons that are happy to sort of hide away in our hermit, our newfound hermit lives. So yeah, that's it's really interesting. Again, like would love to know you listening if that if that's you, which sort of side of that, which side of that argument you fall on. I think as well as normal life resumes more and more, hopefully over the next six months or so, that when these avenues of like socialising and events and locations and venues open up that weren't there or haven't been there during lockdown, when they come back, it should ease some of the sort of isolation pressure that you feel when working from home because we've said it before but a pandemic isn't a particularly good testing ground for working from home no absolutely it's far more fraught and stressed and full of anxiety and all kinds of things and and you don't have the flexibility like you're like you're alluding to you don't have the flexibility to leave your space and interact with other human beings whether whether or not they're your colleagues yeah and this article leaves us off with a good piece of advice. Say, make sure you have an ergonomic chair for your home office because you don't want to hurt your back. So that is our piece of advice via NPR for you today. <laughs> <laughs> Look after your back. So we'll have a link to this article in the show notes. And please remember to subscribe because we are here with new episodes Monday to Friday every weekday. Bye.